0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Nerds Adulting We are finally back, it's been some time since our last interview with David Hader This week we're bringing to you some nerd news, a lot of stuff has happened in November, especially in the past week I am your host Peter and I'm welcoming again my good buddy Josh who was on the interview with David Hader What's up man, how you doing?
1: Hey man, I'm feeling good, Uh, it's been a long month, a lot of uh, good stuff going on in nerd culture today
0: Yeah, a Um, lot of a lot of.
1: Interview and uh, hopefully have a good time.
0: Yeah, a lot of stuff didn't pan out quite like I had hoped. So here we are doing um, your spitball, and I wanted to talk. A lot of stuff has happened this month of November. So first of all, happy Thanksgiving Eve. So I hope you have a good tomorrow. I know we will. Um, What uh, what do you got planned for tomorrow?
1: So I live in Alabama. Which is I'm sorry,
0: no, I'm just kidding I've,
1: I've only, yeah, no, dude You th- you think it's a joke People, will, I've literally heard stories of people going to People hooking up And then they show up to fucking Excuse me, they show up to <laughs> They show up to the family reunion And there you go, your cousin's right
0: oh, there and you're,
1: no. I've literally heard stories from people who live here So It's not a Anyways, that's not the topic of today But uh, I live in Alabama with my wife And my sister-in-law, my wife's sister, I'm stationed in Fort Benning, and so tomorrow's just going to be the three of us. We're still making, you know, a turkey, although it's going to be like a medium-sized one, but all the other regular fixings of Thanksgiving, you know, uh, we're going to have them prepared tomorrow. So we're still going to be celebrating Thanksgiving in the regular way that people do, just not, you know, 40 people at our house. Even though I have the space for it, I wish I could fill it with people and friends and family, but we're just too far
0: I'm pretty sure I had you at my house once for Thanksgiving, didn't I? <laughs> you had uh, fried turkey. Wasn't it fried yep. turkey? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, we are We still had the fryer. We're still doing fried turkey. My wife's making all the delicious sides that she does. I
1: want it. Yeah. I'm going to hit you up one year because I also want to do fried turkey because I've had it. I've only had it twice. Once was at your place and once was at my uh, one of my uh, section leaders or, you know, uh, friend's who is also a section leader in my last unit? Who also did fried turkey for Thanksgiving? Uh, so I'm definitely going to hit you up about a recipe or how to properly do it one year.
0: Dude, so you, you just by. fry it. Just fry it, man. That's all I do.
1: <laughs> I just don't want the thing to blow up.
0: Uh, yeah. You have to make sure that that puppy is thawed out so before you drop yeah. it in. But literally, man, I just I I stop brining. I stop. I do this thing now where I season it afterwards with a little bit of butter and seasoning, and it's delicious. So uh, mm-hmm. not that hard to do. But um, awesome. I, mean, uh, I wish that we could have Thanksgiving again, but of course you're in Alabama now. I'm in North Carolina, so uh, just to kind of catch up on what we've what we've been doing. And since the past month, it's been over 30 days since our David Hayter uh, interview, which was a blast and amazing, and just anything nice that you could say about him, just insert it there. He was such a nice guy. Uh, what have you been up to since then? Because I think. Call of Duty came out around that same time, or I can't remember the day that it came out. I know Star Wars came out, uh, Death Stranding has come out, a bunch of other stuff. What 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 are some of the things that you got into over the past? So,
1: uh, believe it or not, there was a sale on Skyrim, and I repurchased it. Okay. I used to own it when it came out PS3, and I bought it for PS4. And since now it has like the console modability or like the whole mods on console i've like experimented with a couple mods on on skyrim i playing it a f- a, f- a bit but uh i've Should just, been just doing... bought
0: it on pc man you all i know, the mods on I PC. know
1: but, yeah i know but i don't know i felt like i mean the rig that i have is pretty decent but i don't feel like it's strong enough to handle the kinds of mods that i want to use you know what i mean And what Uh, your PS4 is gonna be strong enough to handle the (laughs) mods? Believe it or not, the stuff that I wanted to use, like specifically on PS4, like it was able to to handle pretty easily. Hmm. Um, What do
0: you got a 1060? I
1: feel like no, have a I don't remember what it is. No, Uh, I don't. I thought you
0: had like I said you had like a 1060, which is still a badass card, man. But all right, anyways.
1: If it's a 1060, then I'm I'm mistaken. But maybe I'll 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 check it out. You know. But um, other than that. I've been playing a lot of uh, Call of Duty. I played The Forest, which I've literally... Okay, so The Forest. I've wanted to play The Forest since the minute it came out. Like, since months before they like announced it. I forget the first time I saw The Forest. Gameplay for The Forest was on... Uh, I think it was on Markiplier's channel. And it just looked like an amazing play and i downloaded it and i was playing with my friends i have like maybe i don't know like maybe 20 25 hours in it now i haven't played it recently but it was a lot of fun to play with friends playing it by yourself seemed kind of dull because have you ever played the forest
0: no um i was gonna say i remember when it first came out and it was like early access and everyone was complaining that it was super buggy so i didn't it looked really i liked the premise and i thought it was really yeah. cool but so, i didn't yeah. the,
1: the game doesn't give you any, um, direction. It's literally like the story unfolds as you explore the game. It doesn't give you any like quests either. It just gives you like very basic tasks. Um, you could literally finish that game, like start, like complete the whole (laughs) story in like 45 minutes, but the game, the content of it and the amount of, uh, time that people put into working on the ai of the cannibals that live on the island is really like in my opinion complex like they have patrol routes and they almost all their patrol routes intersect with places that are the best for you to build like a base the building uh uh factor is 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 really intuitive and it's really really in depth as well and it it makes for a really interesting th- uh experience especially if you're playing with friends because you're considering housing more people and dealing with stuff like that so it's still a lot of fun i played a bunch of that uh this week i was considering really heavily i'm probably going to do it uh tonight or tomorrow uh late after dinner uh <laughs> is getting back into playing day Z on ps4 mm. i used to have it on, PC. It's on ps4 Yeah, it's on ps4 it came out
0: oh i didn't know that i have it for on steam so oh you do yeah
1: i never knew that you had it man we could have yeah. been having all these times
0: i stopped playing because i had no one to play it with
1: oh well you do now buddy okay so <laughs> uh on ps4 the problem with Daisy is that the content doesn't come as quickly as it does for pc so like pc will get an update like two months in advance and it's like some groundbreaking content that they'll get. Like in terms of the Daisy content that is out at the time. Like for example, uh, Daisy used to have like vaulting, and now uh, when the standalone came out, it didn't have vaulting, but now it does. And it took PS4 almost you know almost three months for it to get it, and that was really frustrating because mm. all my friends that I played Daisy with were on PS4. I didn't have any friends that played it on PC. And playing DayZ by yourself, unless that's specifically your thing, can be really... It's really niche. It's a really uh, niche-specific uh, playstyle to play alone. And it's very unforgiving, DayZ. Yeah. I don't know how much you've played, but it is very, very unforgiving.
0: Yeah. I kept dying of hunger, I think, if I remember correctly. It was years ago. I just kept getting hungry, and I just kept... Like... You
1: get sick and die within 30 minutes from yeah. drinking from the stream now.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Um... Anything else?
1: Other than that, the thing I've been playing the most steadily is uh, Call of Duty. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm enjoying the toxicity.
0: No. Oh.
1: Of the you chat would.
0: and you the parties. would.
1: But I don't. But the thing is, like, I don't. I'm an observer. You know what I mean? I don't join in on it. But
0: mm. it, being sure, the, you don't. No,
1: I'm just kidding. <laughs> Back in the day, I'm not going to lie, when I was younger, <laughs> but um, it's, you know, it, it, I don't know, it was, it was part of like the, the moder- the Call of Duty culture to be like in a, it know, wasn't Call of like,
0: Duty unless you were a toxic mf'er. <laughs>
1: yeah exactly but like at the same time like getting spammed like somebody just yelling at you like get good get good like <laughs> easy game easy win and you're just like oh yeah well maybe if your whole team wasn't camping at the other person's just yelling like easy win and you know it's not i don't know i feel like it's part of the game and like when video games i don't it happens a lot now where like you can't talk to the enemy team after the game is over like that's part of the fun is being able to trash talk. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess there's a fine line between it, but yeah, I get what you're saying because I mean, I was part of Modern Warfare back on 360 and Modern Warfare 2, and it was definitely really toxic on there. Like it was. I mean, yeah. not nearly as bad as it is. I feel like today, but I don't play Call of Duty anymore, so yeah, I stand with Hong Kong, Jeez. but. <laughs> Apparently you okay. hate apparently you hate Hong Kong and you just want them I to... don't hate Hong Kong I'm I mean you support to... you support Blizzard no I'm just kidding dude I'm just, I'm just messing with you
1: I'm sensitive to the Hong Kong movement it's very important um Well you
0: support no let me stop I'm just messing with you
1: okay okay I'm okay. just messing with
0: you <laughs> But uh you know, no I'm just kidding It's it's definitely
1: Call of Duty is definitely uh different and it feels it's different in terms of what it has been and it's the same in terms of what it used to be like it feels it feels structured it doesn't feel as like you no longer have these over-the-top gimmicks that call of duty has had in recent years and you know the storyline is rock solid mm. That's that's actually been the biggest attraction for me for every Call of Duty game that has ever come out is the storyline because they go and they go to those places that other games choose not to go. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's been it's been a fun time uh, playing the storyline. Like I said, is rock solid. It feels it feels uh, the sound engineering also is very good. The gun the gunfire. It I don't know. The only <laughs> the only uh definition, not definition, but description of like how gunfire sound gunfire sounds is like it sounds warm and chocolatey, if that makes any sense to you. If like it does whatever. not.
0: It just, it I, I, no. I don't know. Just
1: it sounds clean. I don't know how it sounds
0: <sighs> I mean I've I, I mean I've heard good things about explain. it. Um, I saw how the how they the detail they put into the actual weapons and the mechanics and like the the bolts and, and the scopes. Yeah. Uh, they, okay. They...
1: I have a the chocolatey thing. Have you ever bitten like like snapped off a piece of frozen chocolate? Yeah. Like, dead, like solid, frozen, solid chocolate. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's how it, the that's how gunfire feels hmm. in the game. It's like that satisfying like when you snap it off, like it's just that over and over and over, and it just. I don't know, it just feels good. And it mm. feels it feels strong. It feels like you're... I know I fired weapons hundreds of millions of times. <laughs> but it feels close. You know, the the impact of the sound plus the vibration in your controller, it feels, you know, complete. You know, it doesn't feel like you're just shooting some paperweight. You know what I mean? It feels yeah. like you're firing a weapon.
0: Mm, cool, man. Um, yeah, I, I kind of... So the whole Hong Kong thing and the Blizzard and that whole... I'm not going to get into it, kind of turned me away from Activision Blizzard. So I've kind of... I don't want to get into it, but I've kind of held my ground with them. And I decided not to purchase it because of that reason. Um, That's all I have to say about that. Um, It's kind of a dark dark topic. But um, myself... So last time we talked... I read I finished the first expanse book. I think I was, I was telling you about it's a show as well. There's like eight books and they're, they're actually starting the fourth season now. So, I will I will say that the expanse book if you like sci-fi and like serious sci-fi, I guess I should clarify that cuz that's what you asked me earlier is it like serious or is it funny? Serious sci-fi uh it's by two gentlemen uh they go by james s a Corey, which is like a, like their names fuse together so if you want to look them up fabulous book outstanding read very good on the fiction very good on the science uh it's just overall great really? book watch the first season and this is one of the few instances where i'll say that the show is amazing the show was awesome so if you like sci-fi uh definitely check that out and it's a really the books are very very long the first book uh, is actually season one and two covers is what how they broke it up. They took season one and season two and actually dive into some stuff that they didn't cover in, from the book, um, because the book is right. on, the book is only from two people's perspective. It's not from anyone else, so it's kind of hard to do that in a show. But I finished that. Right. I got Star Wars. I did buy Death Stranding, and I also bought uh, got Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, we're going to get into those because that's, those both came out this month. I will kind of give my little two cents about Death Stranding and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, yeah. And then I, and I've really been kind of uh, – I did some training for work. I'm went i, I did, I'm doing training for – it's called the CISSP. It's the Certified Information Systems Security Professional Certificate. And it's like really big in the information security world. And so I spent like the last five days just being – fed a hose of information so it was it was crazy so um last week i didn't do too much but i'm really excited to talk about some a lot of stuff happened last week actually a lot of stuff happened last week and a lot a lot of stuff happened this month as far as nerd news is concerned and that's what today's episode is it's nerd news so josh do you have anything you want to talk about before we jump into the to the nerdy topics that we got
1: uh not anything specific uh, the topics that we have selected that we're going to delve into uh, inherently, you know, is fine by me. The only thing I want to address to the audience is that you are not caught up on The Mandalorian and it upsets me.
0: Yeah, I told you I was busy last week, man. It's just it's streaming and uh, I got... the
1: episodes are only 30 minutes.
0: The first episode was like 45 minutes long, dude.
1: It was forty one minutes.
0: Yeah. I'm a busy man. I'm a grown up. I got bills to pay. I got <laughs> other shows to watch. <laughs> I told you I was watching. So... Okay,
1: having other shows to watch does not <laughs> so, it does not equal
0: grown upness. Hey. Well, so I'm not gonna I don't wanna get into it, but let's just say that there's my wife does not like Star Wars, okay? So if any of you that are married, maybe you really maybe your marriage is different. But sometimes you have to find something that you both like and both enjoy watching. My wife does not like Star Wars. She does not like Expanse. So I have to watch these on my own time. You know, like when I can find time, that I'm not with her. So on top of having kids, on top of having work, on top of having other interests as far as video games. So it's hard to kind of get everything, you know, to get that fun. Especially playing Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order. So. That's my excuse for not keeping up. There's three episodes left, right? Cuz they're on the fourth episode. I've seen episode 1. So I'll have I'll be caught up by Monday. I got this whole f- next 4 days to catch up. That's true. That's true. So Okay. So go ahead. You can you guys can flame me whatever on Facebook, Twitter, go ahead. I welcome that. Mm-hmm. I want interaction. I want you guys to flame me. Tell me how much of a non-nerd I am for that if you want. Or tell me <laughs> you understand me. Tell me you know, tell me you get it. You understand being what a what a grown-up nerd is like. So um but go ahead, I, I want the interaction. I like when people are talking with us. It's a lot of fun for me. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to Nerds Adulting, a podcast where grown-up nerds discuss being an adult and how nerd culture influenced us and still is. On this podcast, I invite special guests to discuss certain topics that include parenting, violent video games, television, movies, streamers, game developing, and anything else considered part of nerd culture. I've been a nerd my entire life, and even as an adult, I'm still vested in nerd culture, whether it be TV, movies, video games, or technology. I'm also a parent who unsurprisingly rubbed off on my children, who are now developing their own nerdy interests as well. I love the aspects of nerd culture and how it intertwines with us now as adults. How do we juggle our hobbies along with being a husband or wife, our jobs, being a parent? This is what this podcast is about, how we still are nerds even as adults. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now, so when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. Alright, so, I don't know if you heard, you'll probably find out today. So, earlier this week, J.J. Abrams, the director of Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, uh, basically said that the script was almost leaked. Technically, it was leaked, but it was almost leaked. Um, And then, in this interview, I can't remember where I saw it, he didn't out the person that lost the script, and apparently the story was they were at a party and they left it under their bed, or they had a party and left it under their bed, and the cleaning person found it and put it up for eBay, and so then they had Disney had to go on eBay and buy it back. And today, the they actually released uh, the the actual story came out from John Boyega, who is the one that actually was the actor that lost the script, which is which is kind of funny. Um, and according to The Verge, he said, "I was moving apartments and I left the script under my bed." I was like, I will leave it under my bed and when I wake up in the morning, I will take it and then move. But then the boys came over and we started partying a little bit. The script, it just stayed there. A few weeks later, after the cleaner comes in, I find this script, finds the script and puts it on eBay for like 65 pounds, which is like $85. So, one, they had no idea what they had because uh, they were selling it for $85 and they had to buy it back to avoid um, basically any um, leak to happen, which is just hilarious to me like how do you lose that script you know
1: 80 dollars
0: yeah it was about $85. how did it get, how did
1: how did they find it that has to be like some quick reaction time did what kind of like labeling did the person who put it up put on it did you see um, it have you
0: seen the post no i haven't i haven't seen any pictures of it i just saw the story come out today actually like literally after we talked it was like an hour up already already been up for an hour so it's, it's been up since 1057 a.m hmm
1: that's weird and to <sighs> well then if it's only going up for eighty dollars you know that he's not trying to make money off of it
0: I don't think they knew. I don't think the person knew what it was. I think they just got it and said Star Wars and they're like, oh, you know, like Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. I ah, just threw it up on here. And so that probably caused a bunch of hoopla. And then they, I guess they must have did buy it now because I would imagine if they did uh, uh, a bidding war, a bid instead of buy it now on eBay, it would be like going for thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe but the fact yeah. that that we were this close to getting spoilers, you know, or having the movie ruined for us because someone wanted... And I'm wondering, isn't that illegal? Like, I guess, I don't know, you kind of basically stole that, you know? I like, guess another thing that I was thinking of, like, you basically stole that and you're selling it on eBay, like, you know, maybe there's nothing there that... There's something there that you know you could go to jail for or get sued for. I mean, I don't know. It just didn't seem like the most... The smartest way to go about it. you know, finding that script and selling it. Yeah.
1: Because so like, what if they had put it up on eBay, right? And the person of somebody purchased it, does that legally become somebody else's property? Like, how does that work?
0: I don't know, man. I'm not a lawyer. I couldn't tell you. I don't work in law. But yeah,
1: that's true. I mean, probably, probably not. More likely, uh, it's probably not because there's some kind of there. Like you said, there's all the type of legal issues with it, and john boyega probably avoided a big fat like either lawsuit or some kind of ramification from doing that if they were able (laughs) to buy it back so quickly was it part of the the film team or was it like somebody in his entourage that purchased it like
0: no they didn't uh, say anything about that no they didn't say who bought it I'm, i'm guessing it's just some underling that works for the company that bought it off off ebay um but I was making, it was funny because I think about like, what kind of creative punishments could they have done? They could have like, what if they were like, "Oh, well, we got to scrap and reshoot half the movie now." And sorry, John, you're out. You're no longer <laughs> going to be yeah. in the movie. You know, I guess a punishment. Like, uh, I just thought that would be like a, a weird way to give him like a a quick death or something like in the opening credits of the movie because <laughs> because <laughs> of this. Like,
1: you know, actually, now that I think about it, I haven't looked into what else has John Boyega been in.
0: Uh, he did some indie stuff before. I can't remember specifically and uh, and he did some indie he did an indie movie um before and I believe he was pretty popular amongst um stage acting in England um in the UK. So uh, I don't know specifically what for, but I mean same thing with Daisy Ridley I don't, she hasn't she hadn't done much before the um The Force Awakens, you know, they, they, part of the reason too is because they had to pay Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher Buku dollars, you know, to be in the movie. So they're not going to, you know, it's just kind of like what they did with the first original Star Wars and what they did with Hayden Christensen. They get these unnamed people because they don't want to spend millions and millions of dollars. I mean, I want to say Harrison Ford made Buku bucks making those movies. I don't know specifically how much, but it was like a ton of money.
1: Well, just for his return, you know. Because he, he, he did the three movies and then he was out for 30 plus years, you know, before they made the next ones or like 25 plus years before they made the next ones. And then uh, they had that lull of about 10 years and then they have like this new Star Wars that's, you know, Disney ran. And then they're like, hey, by the way, you want to come back and die right away? Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he still made a bunch of money off of that. And then it kind of annoys me. This might be like an opinion-based uh, thing, but um, I don't like that they kept uh, Leia alive. You know, like I forget her name from uh,
0: Carrie Fisher. The Force
1: Awakens. No, The Force Awakens. Erdo, or no, no. I'm sorry. From the Last Jedi, the one, the woman who stays behind. To die yeah, know, on the ship.
0: Yeah, I know who you're talking about. And, uh, Laura Dern it. is her name. She, is. yeah, she hyper
1: drives into the into the destroyer. Yeah. Yeah. They should have kept her. And then because I don't know, I feel like is is in an essence in a way to respect, to show respect to, you know, Carrie Fisher's memory, you know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe that's just my opinion.
0: Yeah. But I don't I don't really I mean I don't really care. We're just talking about news right now, so I don't yeah. want to get into the whole whole um black hole that is Star Wars and then Yeah, the, that's the last true. Jedi. We could be here yeah. for
1: 14 days straight.
0: But no, saying on staying on topic of Star Wars. Oh, I I found it interesting to, be, I don't know if you saw about So Yes, I saw the first, as we established, I saw the first episode of The Mandalorian, and we saw baby, a baby Yoda, right? It's not Yoda, right? So it's a baby of his race. Um, Correct. And so basically what happened was, so Werner Herzog was directing, I guess, this episode, right? Werner Herzog's a director, and they were removing... So basically the way the artist, this is from UpRocks. the way it was in Vanity Fair also had an article. Um, basically what they said was he called them, he called John Favreau and uh, basically a coward because they were removing the physical, um, the physical Yoda or physical... Baby Yoda, and they were going to talk about using CG. And he basically called him a coward, and he was like, leave it. You know, He was like, you are a coward. Leave it. Like, he wanted it. And then on top of that, on top of that, someone on set said that he started directing it as if the baby was real. The The quote was, I was directing Werner with a puppet, and Werner had just fallen in love with the baby. Werner, I think, had forgotten it wasn't actually a live creature and started sort of directing the baby. Like that's what? yeah um it's just
1: that's a strange thing to, yeah. to to conceive in terms of like because you know it's a puppet you know what right I mean? right i mean i know that nobody did mocap but then again like don't the mandalorian episodes already have more funding per episode than like the game of thrones episodes
0: i don't know about that it wouldn't surprise me, but I'm not sure. That's I, I, that's I, mean... I
1: forget I forget where I read that, but I read that before the show came out. Like it was either fact or somebody had said. I forget where I read it, but like before the show came out, it already had more funding per episode. And I think like in season four, like Game of Thrones is already at ten million dollars per episode. Mm. So that's a lot of money. Um. So it's it's just, and also I wonder how much of it is CG. You know what I mean? Because like Star Wars has always been like all oh, practical sets and stuff like that. But I know that some of the environments are CG, and probably some of the scenes that they have with the Mandalorian, you know, like you know like moving through towns and stuff like that, are CG. But you know, it's it's just that like that authentic feel of realism that comes from a puppet or a, or a, a, an animatronic that it gives to the it's part of like the star wars culture you know what i mean like how everybody blew up about having uh yoda as cg during the 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 prequels you know what i mean
0: yeah so according to ign the Mandalorian each episode came to about 15 million to make um and Game of Thrones originally was around six million per episode, but towards the uh, later seasons, it was about fifteen million per episode. So yeah, it's it's up there as far as budget is concerned.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I mean, the show is shot already. Yeah. From what I hear, from what I hear, the first season is only going to be like eight episodes, but I guess I'm pretty sure the second season is already shot because I forget. Uh, but Mandalorian has already broken like more viewers like per new subscription like i know a bunch of people myself included that only had hbo go or hbo now because of game of thrones i mean i enjoy westworld but ever since the last season of westworld i forget uh i don't even know when the third season's coming up but the second season like i was like all right i'm done like i haven't re-upped my hbo go or my hbo now because of westworld You know what I mean? I did it because of Game of Thrones, because I was in there with it. So I feel like people, a big push, a big help for Disney Plus was definitely for Mandalorian.
0: Yeah, and then they got um, they got the MCU show coming out with uh, Winter Soldier and um.
1: Aren't they getting movies too? Like the uh, Doctor Strange is getting. I forget what it's called. Something of Madness.
0: Yeah, he I don't know if I mean all the movies will be on there. I don't think it's gonna be strict to that platform. They're gonna release I'm pretty sure they I would imagine they would release that in theaters. I'm pretty sure all the movies are being released in theaters, whereas their shows um will be released on that platform. Yeah. Um but so yeah, I thought that was interesting that I could imagine Werner Herzog directing a puppet and everyone else kind of like looking at each other like, dude, is this is this real right now? Is he like directing <laughs> this, this day like yeah. a, a real puppet? Um,
1: yeah, that's a funny thing to conceive, like thinking of somebody talking to a puppet like, okay, now do this. And the puppeteer behind him is like, what?
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> um so moving on, sticking with Star Wars, also this, this week uh, Jedi Fallen Order released, and I will say I have played it, I've put about eh, four or five hours into it already, and so the main thing that people will say is it doesn't do anything different or anything special, which is true, but I will say what it does is, well, everything it does is done very well. So if you can imagine, best way I could describe it is if you can imagine Uncharted and then uh, Star Wars with a Jedi, essentially that's kind of like what you get. You have like the climbing, you have the climbing, uh, like the, the never-ending stamina of climbing um, that Uncharted oh. had. So that's in this game, which is fine by me because it's, it's polished. It's super polished. It's done really well. The sound effects is great. The music is great. It's like the closest you can get to a Star Wars movie slash game. And it's about a Jedi which i actually love i was a long time ago i did a a podcast with my friend brandon we were talking about what i wanted and i was like i actually don't want another star wars movie i just i want a star wars jedi i want a jedi movie and this is kind of like what i'm getting and you get to you know you get to basically upgrade your character and you get to have all the force powers force push whatever lightsaber you can do the dual the baton lightsaber you can change the colors there's a lot of customization in it too and then you can wall run it's made by respawn i know it's by ea everyone has their issues with ea and rightfully so but the game is just really well done i think kotaku said it when it was like a, a video game smoothie but it tastes delicious That's best way is how they described it
1: yeah so i'm a bit confused so i I'm, and to be straight with you i don't have it
0: mm.
1: but um is it canon? What's happening?
0: Uh, that's a good question. I'm...
1: I know that the character is... pretty sure the character is based... The character facial, at it least... It is
0: canon. Yeah, it is. I'm sorry. Yep.
1: Yeah, the the character that is portrayed is... The facial features are based on a real person. Just like, uh, for example... Uh, oh my goodness. Uh, Force Unleashed... That was based on a real a real actor. His facial uh, construction is this also the force uh, fallen order?
0: Um, I don't know. You saying is the same person?
1: No. So like the person doing the voice is also the same person who's doing the mocap and the facial
0: tracking. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what that has to do with the um.
1: It just—I don't know—it just—it just—it just just, 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 no, no, no. Because Force Unleashed was also—it's
0: not canon. I mean, it couldn't be. He was way too powerful, (laughs) Star Killer.
1: Well, no, I know. I'm just saying that the quality of like the character that you're getting.
0: Yeah, no. So, and that was one of the gripes I think people were saying was, um, his character is kind of meh. Like, it's very you know generic, redhead white guy. Like, I mean, there's nothing really special about him. Um, But the but the the other characters are really good. Um, my kids, is... Uh, I can't think of her name right now. There's two characters. There's like an alien character. It is. Play with. Yeah, it, 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 it is. It's Cam-
1: Cameron Monaghan. Okay. Is the name of the actual actor.
0: Yeah, and the character is Cal. But what, what was funny is this is going to lead into... Uh, something else I wanted to talk about, which I I also played was, so this came out about the same time as Death Stranding. And given that this game really didn't take any, I want to say chances. I mean, it was just done really well, right? Like they just took what they, they knew and they, it was made by Respawn and they just put a very together, a very polished game. Uh, But then Death Stranding came out, which was very different. Uh, The gameplay was different. We didn't for years, we didn't know what we were going to get. And now everyone's like super divided on it. Everyone see some people love it, some people hate it. I'm sort of in the middle. because I played it I played that for also about four hours. I'm right at like chapter three. And I didn't I wasn't feeling it. I didn't like the 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 walking element and the package delivery and the combat to me was very very bland. Um, but I will say the story was intriguing. Like the story that, that they were telling and the the graphics were amazing on the, on the PS4 Pro. Like it looks like a, it's a beautiful looking game, but I found it interesting how divided people were on that game, and a game that took a chance and a game that was trying to be different. And people are, some people, a lot of people hate it, and a lot of people love it. Versus the Star Wars, where it's pretty much generally loved by everyone that has played it. With, it. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's as perfect you can get as far as a Star Wars video game is concerned.
1: So I'm confused. What exactly is? Death Stranding about.
0: So Spo- spoiler alert. Okay. So basically, there something happens to the world and everything changes. You have like these BTS, um, and you have to basically re- reconnecting all these cities over this uh, network, and that's why you have to deliver these packages. And it's very convoluted. I mean. I couldn't give you a detailed answer because it doesn't really lay everything out for you in the beginning. You're still learning stuff. But basically, essentially, your your goal is to travel, connect all these uh, locations across the country, and try to re- rebuild America, essentially, after this disaster has happened that has reshaped the, the world as we know it.
1: But, right, but what is the source of the disaster? You know what I mean? So, okay. They never to said be, it to in the be beginning.
0: They, they don't tell you in the beginning of the game. You don't know what to, it is. To be
1: clear, right?
0: after watching gameplay like
1: i'm a i'm a pretty big fan of hideo kojima and his work with the metal gear series but i don't know death stranding didn't seem i don't know it didn't draw my attention and uh i don't know how to articulate it but it didn't seem to it just seems like a like a ruck like a ruck march army military simulator. I know it's not like specifically like army military affiliated or associated or aimed at that, but it does feel like I saw a, a clip in the trailer where he was taking care of his feet. Like he had blisters on his feet. I was like, Oh, I know all about that. You know what I mean? And it just like rubbed me the wrong way. And yeah, I was you have like, to
0: change your boots. Those actually, your boots actually wear out and you have to change them in the game.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Do you have to buy them or like yeah. purchase them with credits or something? Yeah.
0: You get earn, like, in-game credits, and you actually have to buy them, and you take them with you, which is part of your inventory system, which is a very convoluted pain in the butt. Like, it is the most literal inventory system you can imagine. Like, so you every saying, piece like, of in- inventory, inventory you have. Is not,
1: the inventory is not, like, intuitive. It's like, when you say convoluted, like, do you mean, like, hard to get used to? Like, hard to wrap your head around? You no, don't really know what's going on right away?
0: You, okay, maybe, I would say it's... The better description is very literal. It's a very literal inventory system, whereas you have to, like, you have one piece, you need to put it somewhere, and then that spot is already taken, you need to put it somewhere else. So you can get, like, you can get, like, this, like, uh, portable ladders, right? And it folds up. You can put it on your backpack or on your back. You can carry it on your arm. You can carry it on your your legs, uh, on either leg. And once you put it there, you can no longer put anything else there. You have to put, like, you know, you, you can actually look at your map and see what and kind of plan out what you're trying to do and decide how many ladders you want to take with you or if you want to bring a rope and that has to go someplace else. And then you have to also deliver these packages. So you have to figure out where those are going to go. And you have to be careful because if you put too much on your back, it, it offsets your balance. And then you, like, it's just really, like, it's not fun for me. Like that's the best way I could describe that part. I was spending like 20 minutes trying to set this up and I'm just like, this is not fun. Like, this is just not fun. Like I just, I mean, I guess because
1: you're just, you're just walking right. With some in with some points in between where you deal with combat. What's yeah. the combat like?
0: So the combat is very hand to hand. All all the stuff that I've experienced is hand to hand. You can throw your packages at people, but it also damages it at the same time. Um, I think you get some weapons later on, which I haven't got to. Then you also have these like BTS, these paranormal things, and that's where you use your baby called BB BB one or something like that. Thing is called, mm-hmm. um, and then it's I think it's called BB. That's what it's called. And then yeah, a, and then that thing will like tell you when they're coming. That little flapping satellite thing that shows up and then you gotta like kind of like sneak around these things that come up and then you have to like basically run away from them and that's an, it's just more of like an annoyance like you're like okay i'm going to the spot all of a sudden oh i got enemies here i gotta fight them oh i got b i got bt showing up here now i gotta do this it's almost like oh like it's just like it's like a trudge you know it's just like this
1: it's not fun it's more of an annoyance like you yeah
0: said. it's like i gotta do this just to get to hmm. the story and, and i've heard the story is fantastic but the gameplay to me, for me, it's just not fun. Just I didn't enjoy the four or five hours that I played. It just was not fun for me.
1: Would you say would you say that you're far into the storyline? Oh
0: no. No. The game was like forty hours long, they said on average.
1: Holy crap. Yeah.
0: It's on average that I've read about forty hours to complete the story.
1: Man. Yeah. I've like I've deviated from watching people play it, like walkthroughs and stuff. I saw a guy, he was like on each episode was an hour that he had i forget the stream Hmm. the the youtuber but he was like on episode 54 and i was like what that's crazy
0: yeah it's super long and yeah yeah so
1: i don't know i it's just confusing to me because i i want to enjoy it right it seems like a good game especially like it has like these big name like voice actors and Mads Mickelson is in it
0: like yeah. yeah
1: have you already have you already experienced his, the character that he plays no
0: I haven't got to him yet I was interested to get to that point I've seen you see glimpses of, of him as character in the beginning of the game from BB's perspective but mm-hmm. um I haven't got to I don't even know I don't even think he's the villain which, which I thought he was I could be wrong but yeah I haven't got to that point because the game was too frustrating for me and once I got Star Wars Jedi uh, Fallen Order, I just started playing that, and I was just having fun. I could just pick up and play that. I mean, it may just be who I am as a gamer, you know? I don't yeah. Know. But so,
1: just... speaking about Jedi Fallen Order, is is it hard?
0: So it does have a Souls type vibe to it. If you put it on a harder setting, where you die and you got to come back and try, I fought like I posted a video on the Facebook group. Um, that was actually yeah. not the first time I fought that guy. It was like probably like the third time because I had to get all my. The parry system is fantastic. Like I fought that thing. I don't even know what it was. It was on De- Dathomir, and I fought that thing. And yeah, his... I
1: watched you fight it. He messed you up a few times.
0: Yeah, and so before that, that was when I first realized that if you parry his thing three times, you get an option to do a quick kill, and I didn't know mm-hmm. that. I was just trying to hack him with my lightsaber, so that's pretty cool. So there is a Souls element, like a Dark Souls, Souls-esque element to it, um, which is cool. Not quite as hardcore as that. I would definitely say that, but um if you put it I put it on the second and hardest level, I think it gives you enough challenge and, and I liked it. Yeah. But if you just want to play so, through it, I've I've read too, if you just put it on the easiest level, if you want to play through it, that's nice, another thing you can do too, is you can just put it on the easiest setting and just play through it and you'll still enjoy it.
1: So where is this before like post like Rogue One in the term in terms of like this Star is shortly Wars shortly
0: after episode three. After, after the Je- after, after sixty six, yes, this is very This is like I want to say, I want to say five years. I could be wrong, but it's definitely close to after Order sixty six, and you're like basically all oh, the Jedi are just, you know, gone for the man. He's just trying to survive. That's basically what's yeah. happened.
1: You know what I'd actually like to see in terms of like a game or show. So they had uh, Republic Commando.
0: Yes, Classic. did you ever
1: play Republic Commando?
0: Uh, that was, that was on 64? No, I'm thinking of... Yeah, it was on, it was on Xbox. Xbox. Yeah, no, that that one I didn't play.
1: So, Republic Commando is... The ending is definitely asking for some type of sequel. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, Republic Commando follows a group of special, like, basically, like, special forces, like, clones, right? It's a for... Four-man team, tight knit group, um, and th- they have this uh, this this mission where they're trying to deal with the uh, the the Federation, and uh, it's it's just an overall very unique experience. Uh, you get to see combat during the Clone Wars from the perspective of a trooper. You know what I mean? Instead of a Jedi, where everybody idolizes the Jedi, you know, you're down in the knit grit of what it means to be a clone trooper and to follow orders and to do what you're told and and it just feels like a very unique take on the Star Wars uh lore and universe that we know. So personally, I'd like to see more of that. You know, I feel like stormtroopers and clones are very dehumanized uh in the Star Wars universe and I always thought that it would be fun to see like that realistic cuz you know like being a soldier myself and Peter, I'm pretty sure you can attest to that either from personal experience or stories that you've heard from other veterans that it sucks, you know, and being a soldier is, is difficult work in terms of what you have to do at a moment's notice when you're called upon and having that experience in the star Wars universe is definitely a unique uh, aspect of it. And so, um, republic commando even though it has its books i would like to have which i've read which are fantastic by the way i definitely suggest that you get into them so um i was just saying that i wanted to see like something visualized because i feel like there's not that many people that are a portion of the star wars fan community that are gamers as well some people are just fans to the films and books some people are just fans to the films and or shows or some kind of media that's viewable in terms of being interactive i'm sorry in terms of uh not being interactive so just like the story is told to you you don't participate so i feel like any kind of uh commando type stuff would be a good thing to come to those fans of like that experience of being in the nit grit of being a soldier and a commando. Uh, but I've talked to other people that think this is a good idea, but that's just our opinion. I'm pretty sure it's somewhere in the works, somewhere along the line, but we're probably going to have to wait a very long time to get it.
0: Yeah, I thought uh, Clone Wars touched on that, um, the TV show. I didn't watch a lot of Clone Wars. My, I watched it with my son, um, and I thought they touched on on. The soldier aspect, at least in some episodes, like the one where they were teaming up with Yoda, um, and they were in the valley. I can't remember what episode that was. You know, it kind of made you realize, oh, these guys are clones, but they're still like human. They still, you know, they're still like people. I thought that was yeah. a cool, nice touch. Um, but uh, I want to move on to the last news topic that we have. This is kind of like the biggest one that came out last week. Was Half Life Alex was announced? Uh, right. New, we've been waiting 15 years for a sequel or, or a new Half Life Two game, right? And what do we get? We get Half Life Alex only for VR. So how does yeah. that make you feel, Josh?
1: So only being for VR is specifically um, so it's it's it's, it's tedious because I want to play it so bad. I want to play Half-Life Alex super super bad. Like the minute I saw the trailer, I had this like need to 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 play it right now, right? So the fact is though that it's not the game that I want because so like the, the it's, it's it's it was built around you know the steam uh vr headset okay so which has gotten fantastic reviews it's been out for a few months but it's built around using it which has its finger tracking and its offset uh... it's
0: actually compatible with all vr headsets
1: no i know it's compatible with our vr headsets but it's like marketed toward you towards using theirs you know what i mean and as a gamer, I only want to make, create the greatest experience I can for myself to experience this story. Um, I've actually never owned any kind of VR uh, tech, but it's definitely something that's always interested me. Um, but in terms of like...
0: Have you used it at all? Have you tried an Oculus I've, Rift? I've, nev- I've never, ever, ever, Bro, ever. it is pretty cool. Like, I yeah, was using I've- it, and I, I was... <laughs> I was really impressed like with I was like, Ah, eh, it's just VR. I was at a a holiday party last year and they were and you know, they were, I was they were using it and I tried it on and I just did this little demo like where you can like pull like these little rocket strings and shoot like paper guns or something it was like with robots and stuff and I was just like mm-hmm. it was really cool, man. I was like this is something that I I, I be interested in getting someday i was really impressed by it like I, yeah I, it's not just a gimmick man it's like in my opinion i was really impressed by it
1: no i know that you're i mean i want to It's it, it has drawn my attention really like very heavily ever since half-life 2 like the very ending like those last like two minutes of the ending of half-life 2 have left a void in mm-hmm. my you know and it's not yeah. something that i've 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 avoided, but it's definitely, you know, I, I dread the day that Half Life 3 comes out because I feel like it's. I've always dreaded the moment that another Half Life game would come out because I always felt like it wouldn't be enough or it wouldn't be the closure that I wanted from Half Life 2. So.
0: I was just worried I wouldn't be able to play it, because that's what happened with Half-Life 2. Years went by before yeah. I could did you, actually play Did you play, play it. Half-Life 2? Yeah. 10? Yeah, who hasn't played Half-Life 2? My son has played so, Half-Life 2, and he's 10. He's played... He's excited for this.
1: So, I just feel like it's... It's not... It feels like an expansion of something, because you're playing as Alex Vance, and there's no... Like your her father is still alive. So clearly this is before
0: the events yes, of Half-Life a, it's Two. It's a prequel to Half-Life 2. It's been announced. Exactly. But it's
1: a prequel, so yeah. but that's not literally for you know years it's been sequel. What happens next? What are we what is going on? And we're not getting it. I understand that some people are like, yes, this is a step in the right direction as pointing us in the way that we're 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 going with the game, but at the same time, I don't know is if, as a diehard fan, it's going to give me that closure,
0: you know, because... Oh, it probably won't, because it's a prequel. You're not We're not going to find well, out what happens after. That's yeah. the best, I mean, I'm confident that they're not... I mean, if it's true prequel, we're not going to find out what happened at the end of 2. Like, we're just not.
1: I wouldn't mind if the game was like, oh it's half-life alex but it's after you know the events of half-life 2 but it's not that it's that this prequel that we're getting also it's the first half-life game that we're getting where we're not playing as you know gordon freeman yep so uh i don't know i thought i thought half-life 2 was such half-life and half-life 2 in my opinion were literally the like the perfect games it had that perfect offset of storyline and gameplay you know it nails those 30 seconds of fun which i feel like is 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 a critical thing to have in a game you know those as long as you're entertained at least a consecutive 30 seconds as a time at a time your your game is going to be good but when you have these long drawn out like nulls of boring uninteresting content in your game like you're you're gonna struggle, so I've I always felt like Half Life is gonna be was was the perfect game, and now that we're having Alex and it's a prequel, I, I I'm I'm gonna play it. There's no doubt about it. But so, man, do I want that closure? Man, I'm I'm like I'm like thriving for it. You know what I mean?
0: I yeah. So I, I mean, I get that that part of it of Half Life Two and you know what it means to us and all that. But this is we're talking about. You know, this is finally we're getting uh a new Half-Life game, right? This is new. Yeah. And it's going to be VR, so that's what I'm I wanted to kind of touch on is like so Steam came out and said due to their data of all the people that have Steam, only about 37% of people who have Steam have the ability have the Hardware to play this game, and they're just talking about the minimum requirements, which is a 1060, 10, uh, NVIDIA 1060 Ti, right? Mm-hmm. So, that in itself, and, it's, and it, that's just we don't know, you know. That's what I hate about PC, one thing I don't like about PC games is they say minimum specs, but what does that mean? Are you gonna play with like solid textures and like you know, like blocky looking uh, no, polygons? No. Your, you know, your like,
1: game is still probably gonna look pretty good,
0: yeah. Well. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but I think it was Grant, not Grant. Thought of Red Dead, where the minimum specs was pretty bad. Like you can play it, but it's only like 15 frames per second. You know what I mean? Like you could still play it, but it, that's what I'm saying. Is like we don't know what what it's gonna be like yet. But so on top of that, so let's say you have like the recommended. I think is like a 10. I'm, I can't. don't have it in front of me, which I should. But I think it's like a 1080 Ti was like recommended, right? A oh wow! Yeah, that's really? like the recommended. Um, Specs. And we're
1: already we're
0: already out at like 2080s. Yeah, yeah, they're the yeah they're at the the 20 yeah 2080. Uh, they're called the RTX cards now. Yeah. But so not only do you to play this game, not only do you need like a two thousand dollar system. I would say I was just, uh, roughly probably about two grand you would need to spend on a decent system to play this, because um, it's i seven yeah ten ATI. I think. It, uh, a minimum of sixteen gigs. I think I recommend is thirty two gigs of RAM. Yeah. And top of that, you got to buy a VR kit, which right now, if you want to go with Oculus, which is probably the best bang for buck, is like five hundred dollars. Yeah. And
1: the, val- the Valve Index is what like a thousand dollars. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's really like a slap in the face. And the only thing that makes me mad about this is like I'm convinced that. They were holding this in their back pocket, like Half-Life in their back pocket for the right moment to come out with this. And they're like, hey, VR sales are not where we think it's going to be at. So let's give them a reason to buy, you know, VR. And so that's why they kind of like chose Half-Life and they knew that this is going to be like a system seller.
1: They they know that exactly you're 100 percent right. I completely agree with you on that. And they know that Half-Life people have been. Like they've they've wanted for this for so long. Any kind of Half Life content, you know. Gary's mod is his is not enough, you know. Yeah, Gary's
0: mod. <laughs> <laughs> my son um, plays it all the time.
1: <laughs> so, but getting this Half Life game, you know, it really do. The moment that somebody was like, "Hey, Half Life, new Half Life game," I was like, googling on my phone, like, "Give me the trailer!" Like a like a crazy person. You know, looking up. It was pretty
0: dope. I mean, it was man, it got me hyped. I remember, I I
1: was, I remember actually. This is actually kind of funny. So, you know, I'm a staff sergeant in the United States Army, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, my job in my squadron is the uh, travel manager and the schools manager. So, like, guys that are trying to go to Ranger School, trying to go to Airborne School, all that kind of stuff. Like, I handle and slot people for those positions and those uh, schools. Now, all day, every day, I deal with officers and senior non-commissioned officers coming to my desk asking me questions about what dates are available, when can they go, what do they need. And specifically, I remember, I mean, obviously I remember this few days ago that I only saw the trailer for Half-Life. I was watching the trailer on my phone, and I got about halfway through it, and I, I remember thinking to myself, like I, now I'm doing it no justice, right? So I searched it up on my work computer on YouTube, and I pulled up the trailer. And this is how big of a deal, right? So this officer walks up, uh, this lieutenant, as a first lieutenant, it's pretty, he's been in the army for a while, he's a big deal, like in terms of like rank for a non-commissioned officer, and he completely stopped dead in his tracks. Because he saw what I was watching on my computer and he was like, yo, is that Half-Life? And he pulled up a chair next to me and started watching this trailer with me. And then we had like a 30-minute conversation about what we felt we got from the trailer before he even brought to life or brought to my attention what he was here to visit me for in terms of schools, which was actually – Think about it like when I look in retrospect, what he was coming to me about was actually a big deal. But the game's presence and its announcement was such a big deal that it put a stop (laughs) in this like interim commander's thought process about the welfare of his troops in order to speak and have an opinion and watch the trailer for this game. So people of all walks of life are having this um, stop- in their life to see and experience this game that people have been waiting for for such a long time. I think it's a big deal, but I feel like we're still being left with this incomplete portion of the storyline. Like, nobody asked... For years, you could look at the memes about Gabe Newell and the Valve community and Valve as a company. Nobody ever, one time ever, has asked for a prequel And yet that's what we're getting. However, like you said, it's probably some kind of like push for some new tech that they're testing for maybe a Half-Life 3. But all we're getting now is this prequel and it's just what we're going to have to make do with. And who knows? Maybe we're after this, we're probably going to have to wait another 10 years for them to be comfortable enough to release another game that they feel is going to please their audience. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like it's a big deal But I'm just skeptic about it. Just like, you know, I was following Death Stranding for a long time and now I'm a skeptic about purchasing it because of the things that people have been saying, yourself included, telling me that it's not for you. And you and I have similar interests in games. And if you tell me that you don't like a game or you don't feel like if you feel a certain way about something, then definitely I'm going to, you know, take that into consideration.
0: Yeah, I mean, with Death Stranding, if you're a fan of Metal Gear, you probably won't like Death Stranding. I mean, that's just how I how I look at it. It's nothing like what Metal Gear games were, and Half-Life: Alyx is a bit of a disappointment. It's exciting and and really, looks amazing and really cool from the from the trailer. But at the same time, it's kind of disappointing. We're not going to get that closure, and we're not going to. Uh, it's going to cost us hundreds of dollars if you want to play it you know some thousands of dollars if they want to play it, it feels a bit kind of like a slap yeah. in the face i guess that's a game yeah. so but um, that's all i got for nerd news um i want to bring on home here so josh i want to thank you again for coming on and doing the show with me on short notice it's been a lot of fun uh, talking about um, all the news topics that have come out in november if anyone wants to reach you on social media how can they get to you
1: uh so Facebook is just Josh Wick. Uh, nothing really special going on there and Twitter is Wick but not John. Uh <laughs> like @twitter.com. So I used to, I used to get that question like on average like 11 times a day when the first movie first came out. Is your last name is your first name John? I still get it from time to time but it's not as uh, convoluted. So I thought it'd be funny uh, a funny play on the last name if I use Wick but not John. Um, but yeah, Wick, but not John on Twitter, and then Wick Actual on PS4 and uh, most PC games. If you guys are trying to play, uh, or if it's somebody that I know and hasn't heard any of those uh, <laughs> names uh, since. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of fun doing the podcast, and it's always a, a great time to talk to you, Peter. And uh, I'm just hoping that you know whatever our opinions are, are here to 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 motivate others to bring up their opinions or it it sparks that interest in somebody that may have lost and now is trying to renew their interest in nerd culture
0: yeah we're here to spark conversation and just provide you some insights hopefully it's entertaining if not or if it is let us know uh but yeah you can find me at, at pistol pete on twitter and instagram and twitch I don't really stream a whole lot, but I'll put the links for our social media profiles in the description so you can check us out there. Um, Again, if you all want to like and subscribe on whatever podcast player you like, please do that. I would greatly appreciate it. And uh, leave a nice review. That would also be great. So again, thank you all for listening. Uh, Check us out again soon for some new and exciting stuff I got. I'm working on. So, Josh, it's been a pleasure. I will see you later.
1: You too, man. Bye, everybody.